Numbers chapter 4. Yahweh spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, Take a census of the sons of Kohath from among the sons of Levi, by their families and by their fathers' houses, from 30 years old upward, even until 50 years old, all who enter into the service to do the work in the tent of meeting. This is the service of the sons of Kohath in the tent of meeting regarding the most holy things. When the camp moves forward, Aaron shall go in with his sons and they shall take down the veil of the screen, cover the ark of the testimony with it, put a covering of seal skin on it, spread a blue cloth over it and put it in its poles. On the table of showbread, they shall put a blue cloth and put on it the dishes, the spoons, the bowls and the cups with which to pour out and the continual bread shall be on it. Then they shall put on them a scarlet cloth and cover it with a covering of sealskin and shall put in its poles. They shall take a blue cloth and cover the lampstand of the light, its lamps, its snuffers, its snuff dishes and all its oil vessels and which they shall minister to it and they shall put it and all its vessels within a covering of sealskin and shall put it on the frame. On the golden altar they shall spread a blue cloth and cover it with a covering of sealskin and shall put in its poles. They shall take all the vessels of the ministry with which they minister in the sanctuary and put them in a blue cloth, cover them with a covering of sealskin and shall put them on the frame. They shall take away the ashes from the altar and spread a purple cloth on it. They shall put on put on it all its vessels with which they minister about it, the fire pans, the meat hooks, the shovels and the basins and all the vessels of the altar and they shall spread on it a covering of sealskin and put in its poles. When Aaron and his sons have finished covering the sanctuary and all the furniture of the sanctuary as the camp moves forward after that, the sons of Kohath shall come to carry it, but they shall not touch the sanctuary lest they die. The sons of Kohath shall carry these things belonging to the tent of meeting. The duty of Eleazar the son of Aaron the high priest shall be the oil for the light, the sweet incense, the continual meal offering and the anointing oil, the requirements of all the tabernacle and of all that is in it, the sanctuary and all its furnishings. Yahweh spoke to Moses and to Aaron saying, Don't cut off the tribe of the family of the Kohathites from among the Levites but do this to them that they may live and not die. When they approach the most holy things, Aaron and his sons shall go in and appoint everyone to his service and to his burden, but they shall not go in to see the sanctuary even for a moment, lest they die. Yahweh spoke to Moses saying, take a census of the sons of Gershon also, by their father's houses, by their families, you shall count them from 30 years old and upward until 50 years old, all who enter in to wait on the service to do the work in the tent of meeting. This is the service of the family of the Gershonites. In serving and in bearing burdens, they shall carry the curtains of the tabernacle and the tent of meeting, its covering, the covering of the sealskin that is on it, the screen for the door of the tent of meeting, the hangings of the court, the screen for the door of the gate of the court, which is by the tabernacle and around the altar, their cords and all the instruments of their service, and whatever shall be done with them, they shall serve in there. At the commandment of Aaron and his sons shall be all the service of the sons of the Gershonites. In all their burden and in all their service you shall appoint their duty to them in all their responsibilities. 
This is the service of the families of the sons of the Gershonites in the tent of meeting. Their duty shall be under the hand of Ithamar, the son of Aaron the priest. As for the sons of Merari, you shall count them by their families, by their father's houses. You shall count them from thirty years old and upward, even to fifty years old, everyone who enters on the service to do the work of the tent of meeting. This is the duty of their burden, according to all their service in the tent of meeting. The tabernacle's boards, its bars, its pillars, its sockets, the pillars of the court around it, their sockets, their pins, their cords, with all their instruments, and with all their service. You shall appoint the instruments of the duty of their burden to them by name. This is the service of the families of the sons of Merari, according to all their service in the tent of meeting, under the hand of Ithamar, the son of Aaron the priest. Moses and Aaron, the princes of the congregation, counted the sons of the Kohathites by their families and by their father's houses. From thirty years old and even to fifty years old, everyone who entered into the service for the work in the tent of meeting, those who were counted of them by their families were 2,750. These are those who were counted of the families of the Kohathites, all who serve in the tent of meeting, whom Moses and Aaron counted according to the commandment of Yahweh by Moses. Those who were counted of the sons of Gershon by their families and by their father's houses, from 30 years old and upward even to 50 years old, everyone who entered into the service for the work in the tent of meeting, even those who were counted of them by their families, by their father's houses, were 2,630. These are those who were counted of the families of the sons of Gershon, all who served in the tent of meeting, whom Moses and Aaron counted according to the commandment of Yahweh. Those who were counted of the families of the sons of Merari, by their families, by their father's houses, from 30 years old and upward, even to 50 years old, everyone who entered into the service for work in the tent of meeting, even those who were counted of them by their families, were 3,200. These are those who were counted of the families of the sons of Merari, whom Moses and Aaron counted according to the commandment of Yahweh by Moses. All those who were counted of the Levites, whom Moses and Aaron and the princes of Israel counted by their families and by their fathers' houses, from 30 years old and upward, even to 50 years old, everyone who entered in to do the work of service and the work of bearing burdens in the tent of meeting, even those who were counted of them were 8,580. According to the commandment of Yahweh, they were counted by Moses. Everyone according to his service and according to his burden, thus they were counted by him as Yahweh commanded Moses. So now we have a census um, of the Levites of working age to help out in the tabernacle. And these, this was mostly to do with the moving of the tabernacle. So when it was time to move, a um, certain amount of men, aged 30 to 50, had to carry the tabernacle. And you can see they ended up being about, um, what was it? gotten the right the number down but there was um, I think about 8,000 and um, that's if you think out of you know 2 million congregation there's about 8,000 set aside to just move the tabernacle and I guess the rest of the Levites had to move their own personal Levite possessions and there would have been a fair bit of that too so there was a system in place when they would move out the tribe of Judah would go first followed by um, 
Issachar and Zebulun, and then next would follow Reuben and the other two tribes with him, and then, then it would be, you know, the Kohathites and the Gershonites. And these men would be carrying the tabernacle and the Levites would be following them, and off they would go. There was a system. And um, something very interesting about this, though, is when they were counting the other tribes and they were counting their men for fighting age, they were counting from ages 20 to 50. And anyone in that age there ended up being 600,000 of them. These were the men who were able to fight. But they didn't count fighting men with the Levites, but in the Levites now they've counted men who can serve. And these men are not 20 to 50, but 30 to 50. Now, guess who started serving in ministry at the age of 30? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how these numbers and things just all match up? And Jesus came, it, it seems like an arbitrary number, you know, like why 30? And, um, you know, why didn't Jesus start earlier? He obviously knew a lot because we've got that story in Luke at the age of 12, he was so full of wisdom. Well, some of these are mysterious questions, but the fact is that the, the example was put right here in the Old Testament that the people who served in the house of God didn't start till they were 30. And when Jesus came, he doesn't start till he's 30 either. It's another one of those examples of, of um, you know, just proving that, that, that Christ was God's man. There are so many examples like that. And so I've often thought, you know, when the holiest, the holiest place was that place where the Ark of the Covenant was in there and, and you couldn't see it. You couldn't, only one person could go in there once a year, the high priest Aaron Moses seems to have been allowed in there. He, that seems to be an, an exception. But I often used to think, well, when they moved to the tabernacle, how did they, you know, uh, do that without anyone getting electrocuted by the glory of God? Well, this chapter tells us. It tells us that the Kohathites, that Aaron and his sons were to go in and they were to pull down the veil and they were to take it and put it straight over the top of the Ark of Covenant. So the Ark of the Covenant was actually not seen because the veil was taken straight over the top of it and then there were other things put on it and a seal skin wrapped it up. And then there was poles put in it and it was carried by Kohathites, but they were told not to touch it. They carried it by the poles, but not, didn't touch it and they didn't see it. So it's very, very interesting how it was done so precisely. Well, that was all explained in this chapter if you were paying attention. And so this, the Kohathites, that's one of the three groups of, of um, Aaron's, you know, Levites, they basically packed up all the temple furnishings and moved them. But these other two groups, the Gershonites and the, the sons of Merari, it's hard to say Merariites. And I think that's why the Bible doesn't say it. The Bible says the sons of Merari. And um, so these other two groups, they are responsible for basically the rest of the tabernacle. All the, the, the walls around and the poles and the pillars and the sockets and the pins and the cords, curtains. There's a lot of, lot of stuff there, and they're responsible for all of it. Now, one of the things that really interested me about this chapter was that when they were packing up everything, they would often cover things with a colored cloth and then wrap it in sealskin. Not every single time, but this was the general pattern. I've, I've been um, camping before with my father as a child, and um, he, he likes to have leather covers for everything. <laughs> Reading this chapter reminded me of my dad. And um, because a leather cover protects things really, really well. And you can buy some nice equipment 
but if you don't have a good cover for it, it won't last as long, especially when you're camping and it's out in the sun so much. And so we've got here this whole thing of the furnishing, the temple furnishings, you know, which are not normally in the sun. Now, some of them are, but some of them, they're inside the tabernacle and they're covered. But when it's time to move, they're put, cloths are put over them. They're protected by, this version of the Bible says seal skin. They're obviously, where they know, there were no seals in the desert. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of opinions about whether that was dugong or dolphin or... No one's actually really sure what type of leather it was, but it was a type of leather. It, it wasn't necessarily seal. But um, the fact is they would cover these things up with a leather and then they would be able to transport them and they were protected and they were safely looked after. One of the things that really caught my attention is that all the things that were covered were either covered with blue cloth. In fact, mostly they were covered with blue cloth. One of them was covered with a red cloth and one was covered with a purple cloth. So immediately my mind says, well, why was there a difference in colors? Why was some things red, some things blue, some, you know, one thing purple? And um, well, what I did was I Googled, as you know, people do, and I actually went to, I Googled first and I, I was reading about the symbolism of Bible colors and the answers were, you know, fine. They weren't overly wonderful. But then I thought, I'm gonna to go to biblegateway.com and I'm gonna search the, the color purple everywhere it appears in the entire Bible. And I found, you know, the color purple appears something like 50 times. And as I'm looking through all the references, seeing what purple, 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 it's a very, very interesting look. And so I came to this reference in the New Testament where it says, Mark chapter 15, verse 7, it says that Jesus Christ, as he was being crucified, they put a purple robe on him. And, you know, they, they were basically mocking Jesus and saying, that you think you're a king? Purple was a color of royalty. So Jesus had purple placed on him. And in the book of Hebrews, it tells us that Christ is our altar. And here in the book of, of Numbers, it's the altar that has the purple placed on it. So you've got this interesting little three-way connection here. The altar has purple cloth placed on it. Hebrews tells us Jesus is our altar, and in Mark chapter 15, they actually place purple on Jesus as he's going to the cross. Wow, who knew? And so all of that came just because I decided to look up everywhere in the Bible that we find purple. So I thought that I wasn't going to look up everywhere in the Bible that had blue. <laughs> There's a lot more than purple. I thought that you should do that. I thought that should be your task. You should go to Bible Gateway and pick your favorite version, like it could be NIV or whatever, and type in, just put the word blue in and just see every verse in the Bible that comes up with blue. And as you read through it, just look for symbolic connections. So here we've got in this chapter, pieces of, of tabernacle furniture, like the table of showbread and and um, other things like that that are covered with blue cloth and then wrapped up. So go and look what blue means in other parts of the Bible and see if you can learn anything from that. So I've given you a bit of homework in this chapter. <laughs> but you can see how Jesus appears here in the Old Testament. We've got that whole picture about not starting ministry till you're 30, just like Jesus. And here we've got this, this, the altar that's covered in purple it's a symbol of Christ who himself was covered in purple. I find it all quite amazing. Well, let's pray.
Lord, I want to thank you for the book of Numbers. Thank you that you're in here too. And, and one of the things I, I admit, Lord, is that you're in the book of Numbers and in the Bible a lot more than what we can spot. And we find these little traces of you. Oh, Lord, open our eyes to see you. I pray every time we read the scriptures that we would see you. Lord, let our hearts for you become more and more hungry all the time. Lead us into a deeper love for Christ, I pray. In Jesus' name.